our quarterback, look at the playbook. We put in plays for Peyton Manning. He plays like Cooper Manning. I mean, the guy's just not good at football. No credit to the other team, okay? The other team is off. Hey, hey, hey. Scudder, my brother, was handing. Hey, fantasy, decision. We talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kicker. We need that correction. Yeah. Talk them out. Yeah. We flexing. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. win to record. What it is, hope it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session, the podcast. Today is September the 17th. We power, as always, by the Real Deal Fantasy HQ. Um, wherever you're listening to this at, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, leave a comment, leave a like, um, then tell another friend. How y'all doing, fellas? What's going on? How, how y'all, what's going on? Pretty good, man. Um, you know, just coming off that Thursday night game, it was way better than I expected it to be. And uh, yeah, doing good. That over under was way too low. Way too low, bro. Way too mm-hmm. low. Forty and a half, bro. I, um, I I, yeah. I bet that, Smash but I also up. bet the goddamn um football team minus three, and they didn't cover that shit. So yeah, they didn't Vegas. cover that either. I, um, killing them lines, bro. How do you feel about uh, uh, Mr. Heineken? I'm, that's his new name to me, Mr. Heineken. How y'all feel about him? Heineken? Uh, he yeah. looks good, man. He He's not scared to let it rip, bro. Like, he, like, was... seemed like he had a lot of confidence out there. I feel like that's, like, half the battle when it comes to, like, that, the QB play, bro. Like, you gotta have confidence out there, and he showed it, bro. Uh, I thought he was rushed a little bit more than he did, but I mean, I guess he didn't really need to, but yeah, I think that uh, the concerns could be laid to rest with uh, Terry McLaurin. He is literally QB proof, bro. Like, I think he's had like 10 or something like that, different starting QB since he's came into the league, bro, and he's still produced with every single one of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I, I like him. He's going to be one of the top stream options uh, each week. Super flex leagues, you can probably – um, sign him up as your quarterback too, in most leagues. So uh, I like what I see. And on the other side, I'm like what I seen out of Daniel Jones. If he's getting six to eight rushes per game, he's a bona fide quarterback too. If he Bro. even if you throw one INT per game, if he's getting six to eight rushes, called rushes per game, he's a bona fide quarterback too. I don't think he turned the ball over yesterday either. He didn't, but I'm saying even you know, if he did, very surprising, even very if he. Turn the ball over. Yeah. It's rushing. If you're if you're rushing like that, the turnovers don't matter. Like it just it really doesn't. Um, but like I I was saying, like whoever was responsible for that edge mm. yesterday, like they they probably got chewed the hell out, bro. Like whoever that was, bits on the play to Barkley. Like they thought they sold for Barkley because you know it was like a read option. Like they ran that shit like that was Chase. ten times, bro. Yeah, well. He's he's the Touchdown he kept biting, bro. That's that's why uh, Daniel Jones kept getting those long runs, bro, because he was like – they was literally biting on every single one, bro, and it was just – that was He's sneaky fast, to bro. See. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, did, got, he, did, I, I, he did lead Collins. I thought Collins was going to catch him. I was like, bro, is he – what is going on? But the burners on that, man, he, he had like 40. Up. 
Yeah. He, he could have 40, I, bro, because he got a, a long touchdown run callback, too. So that's one great. Bullshit but, holding call. But, but one thing I do say, just to be cautious, so what if Saquon Barkley, you know, he did show signs of that he could be, you know what I'm saying, back to Saquon Barkley. You know what I'm saying? They was doing stupid plays that I feel like it could have been better play calling, just running him straight up the middle. But at the same time, if Saquon Barkley comes back, do you think that that eats into Daniel Jones' rushing upside? Oh, of course, because I don't think he's going to be, like, not handing the ball off to Saquon on those read options when he's back up to speed. Um, it just seems like the, the defense well, – well, the defense was thinking he was going to give it to him, but I think he's going to even out. I think he's uh, definitely getting up to speed. He looked better this week than he did last week. You know, he broke that long 40-yard run, so it was good to see that. He didn't really do shit else after that. But it seems like he's having that – like he's been, been gone for like the last year, so it seems like he's having those same type of problems he had in his rookie year when he was dancing a little too much instead of just getting mm-hmm. upfield, trying to get too much in one play, so – once he like gets back up to speed and gets his leg back under him, like I'm not, I'm not worried about Saquon. Like I think by the end of the year he'll be back to prime Saquon. So I don't know. I, th- I think he um he got to earn his way on my starting lineup. If I have other options list now, I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying I believe Elijah Moore will outscore him now. <laughs> we know hindsight Mitchell. 2020. Yeah, facts, man. And um, if I had Saquon. Mm-hmm. I think he will earn his spot onto my lineup against Atlanta next week because that is yeah for sure for all. So you know what I mean. But, so I don't know. David. We did pretty good against the run. Uh, oh God! <laughs> oh, anyway, go. anyway, anyway. But um, no, on the other side of the ball, on the other side, anything on the other side of the ball, the Falcons. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nah, they suck. Nah, they suck. <laughs> Here you go. Right. On the other side of the ball, though, um, Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Uh, after you wrote JD McKissick off, he came out there and stole all of Antonio Gibson's thunder. Didn't write him off. I just said it's you know it was one week it was too small of a sample size, and I needed to see it before putting them back into my lineup. So it was good to see that. Yeah. Like I think anybody who sat McKissick is fine having him on the bench. I don't think you really invested too much in McKissick. So right, right. I think then, he's a flex play as long as he's going to be involved like that. And then um, I got to see it uh, next week. It was a short week on, um, you know, they play Sundays, then they play Thursday. So this could have been because of the short week that Gibson wasn't in there. Cause you seen when they got in the 30 yard line in like the second quarter, they just took him by the game really for no reason. Gibson so, was not in on any third and longs. Or any of the two-minute offense, so that is a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, one another concern coming into the year was his uh, regression for touchdowns. Man, I don't think he's scored a touchdown yet. I don't you know he didn't score yesterday. I don't think no, he, he didn't score. Either, so he didn't score. That was also a concern. We thought like he would get more receiving work, and that's not really come to fruition yet. So, yeah, I mean, you're still rolling him out there. I still feel good about Gibson, but he just you know got to. Right, he got expectations a little bit. Not, I don't like he's going to be used as a passing down back like that as long as McKissick is there. You should get all the rushing attempts for sure. Mm. He looked good out there. He just it's just that rushing man or the receiving. You need like to really break out into that RB one. You got to unless you're Derrick Henry, you need to have receiving work, bro. True. You know who didn't look good? Uh, Kenny, I drop everything. Galloway, Galladay, whatever the fuck his name is. Um. Uh, Shepard is the wide receiver one out there. 
uh, to bro, he I don't think anybody really saw that coming. That, mm-hmm. that shit. I think he was, was like nine was for nine like, at bro. one point. That shit was crazy, bro. Like, it's I, I don't really watch too many Giants games live, so just to see that, like, it, it definitely like he took a step forward. Like, he just keeps getting better and better year after year. One of the most, one of the more underrated receivers in the game. So it was good to see that. If he was out there on waivers, like whoever got him, that was probably the pickup of the week. So, yeah, and Galladay need a little time. Um, he was at our preseason, so by week five, maybe they should have just a a little bit better connection. So we'll see. Exactly. The good news with Galladay is he was out there pretty much every play. He ran pretty much like as many snaps as uh or routes as uh, Shepard. But you know, Galladay doesn't get separation. He's never been known for his separation. So with him not having that chemistry with Daniel Jones, I don't think he trusts him yet to go up there and get those contested like catches like that. So that's why he was going to these other guys out there. So when that chemistry builds, I think he'll be just fine. Um you just he just gotta they just gotta get that that connection, man. Cause he's not gonna get separation. So he's not that guy. I traded Gronk for no offense. Did I mess up? Not at all. He should get more targets per game, uh, especially with Judy going down. Fant is his arrow is going northbound. That's that's pretty decent. Yeah, completely. I agree. like it. Gronk had a great game, but there's so many targets out there that he's bound to have a, a down week. You might think you messed up after this week because I definitely think Gronk's gonna have a great game this week again. But I think Fant is also. So. I think Noah Fant gonna have a good game also. Um, y'all got anything else from that game? Mm. Nope. That's that's yeah. All right, man. Let's get into the reason why we're here, man. The best game by game fantasy breakdown. Oh, wait, wait. Can you do your moment of silence? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, let's give a special eight second moment of silence out to all the fallen kings and queens out there. My, my bad. Appreciate that, brother. Good brother. Choo-choo. And we back. And we back. Okay. And, and yeah. now. Let's get into what the people are here for. Um, starting in San, uh, we'll start in Philadelphia. The San Francisco 49ers, uh, three point favorites at the Eagles with an over under 49 and a half. You got an updated one? Was that the newer? No, that one I got. I did mine when I did Tuesday, this. I think. So, oh, yeah, yeah mine so is more, might yeah. be more updated. Yeah, all right. Um, we got. The battle of Jalen Hurts, you know what I'm saying? Was it just he played the Falcons and he looked really good against the Falcons? Or is he going to be a QB1 going forward? That's the question I think most people are asking. Uh, he's in my lineup. How do you feel about him? Yeah, he. I think he really shut up a lot of people this week because, and like we said, it was, like you said, it was the Falcons, so it could just be that. But he was the second best pass, had the second best passing grade according to PFF and was also first in adjusted completion percentage. And, of course, he's going to give you that rushing floor every week. So, even if he has a bad game passing, bro, like, he's not going to sink you because of that passing. Like, he gave you six extra. He didn't even have a great rushing game, but he gave you six extra points because of that rushing floor. So, every week, QB1, man. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The the backfield, um, we saw a, a, a little bit of split in the backfield with Kenneth Gainwell um, getting a lot of the carries. Do you feel like he is startable, or do you feel like – or do you feel like Kenneth Gainwell is startable one? I think he's like a fringe fringe starter if you're in deep leagues or you just need some help as like a flex because he did get 12 opportunities and they controlled it through like they control that game throughout. So it wasn't like they were playing catch up or anything. Uh, so I think he's going to be um, involved no matter what the game script is. 
But uh, Sanders got 71% of the RB carries, and he still had a 16% target share. So I still think he's the workhorse out there. Um, Sanders, So Sanders RB2 and uh, Gainwell is like a flex play. Yeah, I, I like that. And while you're watching the game, you do see Kenneth Gainwell getting a lot of work, but Sanders is highly efficient. Like, he's been all his career. So, yeah. Kenneth Gainwell. Yes. Didn't Kenneth Gainwell get the touchdown? I think yep. he got, like, one yeah, of them. Yeah. That's against the Falcons. We can keep going. Um, any of the wide receivers you like uh, besides Devontae Smith? Uh, Let me see. I think I got Rager as a – Friend. No, I don't have Rager as a French. Um, he what he got like six targets last week. So I, I guess if you need it, they're, bang, they're pretty banged up. Yeah, they're pretty banged up in their uh, secondary. So um, you could probably do worse than Rager, but I'm not really looking to start him. I guess it just depends on the other options you have. I need to yeah. see it more. I need to see it more than one time from Rager because he had a pretty down year last year. Yeah, I'm with low side. I don't like Rager. On the other side of the ball, we got Jimmy G still starting. I don't know why. Uh, hopefully, Trey Lance is on the way. Uh, how do you feel about Jimmy G going up against this uh, defense? Uh, before we get go go with that, I, I do want to say I want. I'll uh, skip the tight end. Probably starting him anyway. Yeah, go there. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to start him. Ertz did return to practice, so he's going to play, and I think he's going to limit his ceiling, but. I still think he's going to be a top 10 option. San Francisco got crushed by Hawkinson last week, and uh, he's going to see Dre Greenlaw, who graded out as a 56 and allowed a 100% catch rate last week. So, um, Goder is a smash start this week. Uh, how do you uh, feel as about far as Zach Jimmy Ertz. G? What about uh, Ertz, I'm not though? touching Zach Ertz. Yeah, I'm not touching Ertz. Mm. Um, it, was, it was kind of hard to see how he would be used because he went out pretty early in that game, I want to say. So, um, if he comes in and is playing they like say he's playing stats over there, they say he's off the uh, injury list. Uh, he he wasn't on the injury yeah. report, the last injury report, so he'll be healthy. So I guess we got to see how he, he was on the field. Worked in. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but I'm st- I'm not touching Hurts this week. Jimmy Gito, I got him as a sit man. He had a good game last week, but we knew he was gonna have a good game. They played uh, the Lions, and they were they allowed like the second most points to quarterbacks coming into the year. Um, so not looking to start him, uh, as far as the running backs. Now this is, this is where it gets, this is what everybody want to hear. Exactly. So Elijah Mitchell, of course, I think he's going to lead the backfield. Now, of course, this is Shanahan we're talking about. So this, of course, this could blow up in our face, but I'm going to assume that Elijah Mitchell has the backfield unlocked for at least this week. Uh, last week, he saw 68% of the backfield touches when most of it went down. And he has seventy. He was 70 yards at the contact per attempt, 10th in avoided tackles per attempt, 13th in breakaway percentage, and 7th in elusive rating. Now, the coach already uh, pretty much said that Sermon's not going to be inactive again. So I guess we'll see how this plays out. But I'm fine starting Elijah Mitchell as uh, like a back end RB two this week, and even Sermon. Like if you're if you're desperate for uh, like a flex play, like we know that since we know he's gonna be active and we know that they're gonna run a committee of style out there, then I definitely think Sermon will be used. It's just a matter of how much. I wouldn't. I would want to sit him this week just to see. But if you need a running back this week, I, I don't think he's gonna be like irrelevant this week. So that's how I'm treating the backfield in San Fran. Far as I, receivers, go ahead. 
So what do you got him ranked at? Like coming into this week, what what how, where would you rank him at? Like a RB two? Elijah? Elijah. Yeah. I have him at. Let's see where we have him at. I have him at eighteen. Yeah, um, that's probably about right. Yeah, yeah, but as a consensus, we have him at twenty four. So. I'll I probably update him by, but I'm put him at yeah. probably like twenty ish. I probably put him. I probably move him down a little bit. I don't. I didn't think I had him that high. Um. So yeah. So the receivers, Debo Samuel, dude was targeting forty eight percent of his routes last last week. Man, like that's absolutely insane. Crazy. We all knew that. Like a healthy Debo, like is dangerous on the field. So if he's stays healthy this year, I, even if IU gets out of the doghouse, I believe that Debo Samuel will be um valuable for anybody who has them. And until IU comes back, like he's definitely the man out there. So um love Debo this week. Matchup isn't great, but the volume and the creative ways to get him um the ball, I think he's gonna be a great play this week. Speaking uh, of IU, they said he uh he should be uh starting this week. Mm-hmm. When you say yeah, back, yeah. but uh I, I feel safer with uh Debo. And uh, kid on the team and just seeing what I I do, but I don't mind if you throw him out there in the flex, because if you play the ball, Liz gonna find him. So say you have um, Ayuk and Trey Sermon, and you need a flex player. Who would you feel more comfortable starting? I feel like I feel like for sure I feel like Sherman gonna get ten touches. At yeah, least. that's that's exactly how I feel. So I would want to sit both of them, but if I had to choose one, I would feel more comfortable. It would be Sermon. Just because it's no way he's going to be irrelevant with how they run their backfield. Uh, so that's how I feel about the receivers. And, you know, Kittle uh, is definitely an auto start. Had a down game last week, but I mean, mm-hmm. he had like 78 yards off yeah. of like, what, four, four catches. catches or something like that. So that, yeah. that yak is still there for him, man. And it's like, it's only a matter of time before he blows up. Um, and I think that's yeah. all I have. Uh, the only thing I would say is, um, I do like, I think I just, Brandon Ayuk, man, he's going to be in my lineup. I feel like I have to play him if he's out there just because I just Ooh, don't see that. I, that was weird, bro. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was weird, bro. That was a, that was, bro, for him and Sermon, bro, that shit was insane to me, bro. But like, then they didn't hear anything came. about that during the offseason. Nothing leading up to the week one, bro. Yeah, they got in trouble. Something happened. It was like gambling late at night or something. Yeah, it had to be something That's what I think happened. Because they came, man, they showed a highlight reel of Brandon Ayuk, and they said, there's no way that there are people on this roster that are better than him besides, you know, like Debo. There's no way that he's, like, he's behind people. What, what was the thing they said? He had to come out and be better than the people he's behind or something? Way better, like yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, so that, that's, all, that's all you got from that game? Anybody got anything else? Yes, sir. All right, on to the next game. Uh, we got the Raiders at the Steelers. Steelers six and a half, six point favorites uh, with an over under of 47. Uh, we got Big Ben. Uh, he finished last year dead last in um, adjusted completion uh, percentage. Not last year, but last week. Uh, and then six and eight out with only 6.2 yards per uh, target. I mean, per attempt. Uh, he only threw the ball 32 times um, or fewer twice last year, and one of them times was in week one, and that was uh, he threw the ball 32 times this week. So that's really a low clip for Ben Roethlisberger, who's usually around that 35, 40 mark. Um, he, 
what happened. Um, the Raiders allowed only 217 passing yards through the uh, through the air the last week, uh, but they did rank as the best pass rush um, according to PFF. So that is something to monitor. Um, I don't feel comfortable starting Big Ben. I say all that to say that. Uh, so I, I'm sitting him. Uh, Najee Harris had 17 touches, uh, 49 yards. He saw zero percent of his snaps um, with eight men in the box. That was a little bit alarming to me. Uh, maybe it was just his first, week. but he played in the preseason, so I don't know. But you know, I'm still I'm still rolling them out there with confidence. Uh, the Raiders allowed 98 yards to the running back last week, um, and was second on the uh, that was second on the ground, uh, and they allowed five receptions to the running back position also. So I feel like you can roll Najee Harris out there as like an RB two this week. Uh, that's why I'm looking at him as. He got all the running back carries, bro. Like, that is great to see, bro. Like, I'm not too concerned with the stats, bro. I'm looking at the usage, bro, and he was used like we thought he was going to be used. So, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about him. All right, you got to roll him out there. Like like Carlos said, you getting all the carries at the backfield, he going to pop eventually. Uh, this is a good defense to pop against, too. Uh Deontay, Juju, and Claypool. Uh, the Raiders only allowed 171 yards through the air to the wide receiver position last week, uh, but they did play um, the, the the Ravens, so Lamar Jackson, we all know how that goes. Uh, Ten targets, five catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown for Dante, uh, who should see Travis Mullen on the outside for the majority of the game. He, was, he gave up 48 yards in his coverage last week. Um, he also had the lowest eight out on the team, and Ben, Bro- ben Roethlisberger clearly doesn't throw the ball deep anymore, so I think he benefits the most from that. Uh, five targets went to Claypool. Eight targets went to Juju. Uh, Juju saw the second-highest targets, and he ran 74% of his uh, routes out of the s- slot last week, and he has a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, Claypool, however, it will be matched up against uh, Clay- Casey Hayward Jr., um, so I feel like his matchup is not – beneficial and he had the the most a dot on the team so he didn't get the ball as much and you can see that in his five targets i think i feel dante juju claypool i feel like he could still play claypool because he has upside potential but i've just temporary expectations with him now uh yeah i like dante safe or i mean wide receiver two um juju ryan at wide receiver three range and claypool I like him. Claypool as a wide receiver three with upside two, but I feel safer starting Claypool in my flex. Yeah, that's um, when you have a, a a dot is as high as Claypool's man. It's, it's just not gonna connect all the time like that. So mm-hmm. he's that like boomer bust in that boomer bust like stage right now. So mm-hmm. just something you gotta expect, man. Um, hopefully you have like some high floor plays if you're gonna play Claypool because it's very very uh, possible to have like. Uh, four-point game if you're starting him. Or you might have a 30-point game just because he has that big play potential. If I have other um, people out there, Mike Williams or Claypool? Mike Williams. Mike Williams. 12 targets, bro. From a stud. Hunter Renfro or Claypool? Claypool. I'm going to go with the upside. Yeah, I got to get Claypool. I feel like Hunter got a safe floor like six to seven. Ceiling of like 10 to 12, so – would you put Claypool over, let's say, one, one more pick? Um, uh, let's say one of the – whoever the number two wide receiver out there in Kansas City is. Claypool. Claypool. <laughs> it don't even matter, Claypool. <laughs> all right, you combine um, all the guys 
all the other receivers in Kansas City <laughs> still won't be good enough for Claypool, I feel like. On the to the other side of the ball, we got Derek Carr through the ball 56 times. That was his career high for 435 yards, two touchdowns, uh 76 uh adjusted completion rate. And uh, with a 10.18 dot, that was tied for fifth um last week. He also had a game winning touchdown. That was pretty dope. And did you do you like the Raiders going forward? What do you mean like like the Raiders? Explain. They beat, they beat they beat one of the best teams in the AFC. I mean, they, they, always, like, like, they always give you like three or four of these games a year where like everybody thinks they're gonna lose and they just come out and surprise. They, 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 they beat Kansas City last last year, so you know what I mean. Like they they have the potential. Just can they put it t- together consistently? So they, I I'm feel not, like the, the really offense. I'm like that. Offense might pop, but their defense not good enough to compete. They out there like with KC and uh nah. No chance. Pittsburgh allowed 254 yards off 51 attempts last week uh, to Josh Allen, but and they had the second graded pass rush um, last week. Derek Carr completed 33% of his passes while under pressure, um, so I don't think it'll be a good matchup for him this week. I think that'll cause a lot of havoc in that backfield for him, so if you can, I would sit him. In two QB leagues, I just like I said, he never threw the ball fifty six times, so him him getting four hundred and thirty five yards, it's not going to happen. Um, so I think I'm sitting him in two QB leagues if I have other options. Yeah, he was drafted. He's on he's on everybody's bench, bro. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, um, eleven touches, forty yards, um, two touchdowns for Josh Jacobs. He saw an eight man box twenty percent of the time. Uh, but he's not going to be playing. Right, I was about to say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Ron Burgundy, boy. He just read whatever's on the paper, boy. That's what I'm saying. You got to do the notes. You can't improvise, uh, bro. I wouldn't think about it. Uh, Ke- so, Ken Drake should be getting all of the um, – Ken Drake should be getting all of the touches. But I don't think Ken Drake is a like a smash play this week, uh, going, especially going up against that Pittsburgh defense. Uh, volume is always going to be a concern. And I just think, but but a good positive is that Ken Drake did have five um, targets and he caught all five of them for 59 yards. But uh, John Gruden came out there talking about Peyton Barber. Um, so I, I you think you should get some early down work. Peyton Barber, I believe him too, because he, he, uses, he uses pretty much everybody that he brings in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got excited. But I think Ken Drake is going to be the workhorse. So I mean, so who would you like, Keon Drake or Mike Davis? Keon Drake. Two tough matchups, but two workhorses, pretty much. Not work. I mean, we saw Cordell Patterson taking a lot of the carries last That's week. Hard. So I don't know about workhorse. That's hard. I'd probably go Mike Davis. That's hard. I just I, I like Keon Drake until I seen the matchup. When I heard what happened and Josh Jacobs won playing, and I was like, oh, he playing the Steelers. Damn. I thought it was it's the targets out the backfield. Even when they were uh, playing down last week against the uh, Ravens, he was still getting targeted out the backfield. Like his role is his role, and I feel like but it's Mike only going to get amplified. Twenty percent target share last week. How many targets he get? Percent of the rushes, six. Yeah, and he had sixty-three percent of the rushes. Like he, he's the workhorse until he breaks down. Um, mm. I think I would go Mike Davis. Yeah. Um, on to the wide receivers, we have Edwards, Ruggs, Renfro, and Zay Jones. Uh, five targets to Edwards, five to Ruggs, and nine to Renfro. Uh, 
Edwards did have 81 yards, but I don't feel like you can trust him, especially in this matchup against Pittsburgh. Ruggs, I just don't know if he's ever going to pop, man. He only caught two of his targets at 46 yards. I don't like him. But I do like Hunter Renfro against Trey Nor Norwood, who allowed 43 yards and a QB rating of 102 when targeted last week. Uh, the Steelers are eighth in coverage, uh, according to PFF, but they did allow 27 points to the wide receiver group as a whole. So I feel like you can feel comfortable starting um, Hunter Renfro, especially in PPR leagues. And, of course, he's going to start Waller because he got 19 targets. That was just crazy. Bro, Jesus Christ, bro. He had oh, a 40% was his birthday. target share, bro. That's crazy. 40. Uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully you got somebody out there better than Hunter. I feel I'd like to see it one more week. Uh, he did get nine targets, but he can't do much after the catch. That's And they're playing a style defense. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about him this week, but uh, and better matchups, I, I I like a little bit more. But um, if you got to throw him out there, he should get you eight eight to ten. I just feel like he got a low ceiling. That Cole Beasley type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all y'all got from that game. You got anything else? Uh, nope. I think that's that covers it. Minnesota at the. My Super Bowl pick, uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Cardinals three, three and a half point favorites <laughs> with an over under 51 uh, points. Kyler Murray went bonkers last week, uh, five touchdowns, one on the ground, four in the air with almost 300 yards. Um, so of course, you're starting him, and Hopkins is still Hopkins. Uh, how do you feel about the running back situation out there? Uh, it's it's uh, shaky. The running backs are going against a team that average. Four yards per carry to Joe Mixon last week. Connor received most of the rushes, um, 16, but no passing targets. He's around a running back four for most weeks with some upside. If he get t touchdowns, he's going to be touchdown dependent for sure. Uh, I will only start Connor in games where they are he heavily favored because, I mean, he'll get a lot of rushes. Um, Edmonds is a running back three with upside due to him getting rushes and targets. Joe Mixon posted 150 total yards and one touchdown against the Vikings last week. So um, I feel fine with Edmonds as in a more comfortable in the flex. But if you got him in your running back two spot, he should come through uh, this week. Uh, the wide receivers, yep, Hopkins start him. Uh, the Vikings secondary had was terrible last week. They allowed 159 yards and two touchdowns on nine targets to Chase and Higgins, meaning Kirk is a great flex play this week. Uh, with the upside, he had five targets, and he can probably get a little bit more. Rondell Moore is someone to watch. He looked decent last week. He had five targets as well. I'm not trusting uh, AJ. He had like eight targets, only caught three of them. So I'm kind of uh, worrying there. So um, Rondell Moore might get worked in more. <laughs> Rondell Moore might get worked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you better not have wrote that joke down and laughed at it and said I'm gonna laugh at my joke, bro. <laughs> but I didn't. It just when I went to my head, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, like throughout throughout the year, Rondell Moore should get more work. And um, um, as it looked like he just looked great throughout the first game and he has a um a report with uh the quarterback Murray so I like what I see. Uh we got Ooh, a question. Yes, we got Corey Davis or Eli Mitchell. I think Corey Davis is a fade for me this week. I think he's gonna have a bad week uh, against that Patriots defense. Um I'm fading him especially for Eli Mitchell. I think that's 
That's that's me. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think I gotta go. I'm just I'm I'm worried, bro. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about Shanahan pulling his shenanigans. But yeah. I mean, we gotta go with what we saw right now. We can't be you know it, trying to predict shit, man. So you I definitely think can't trust to get that volume. Just I mean, just the rookie coming to play the Patriots for the first time. I just think it's gonna be a bad. It's gonna be some bad juju out there, and they, and they can't run the ball. So like. Bill Belichick knows where he's trying to throw the ball to, so I, I just don't think it's a good matchup for Corey Davis. Yeah, they probably get crushed out there. For sure. It's back on you, bro. Uh, on the other side, I got Kirk Cousins. Um, he was sacked three times against the Bengals and pressured a lot. This week, he gets Chandler Jones, who put up five sacks. And then don't forget, J.J. White is on the other side as well. So I'm a little bit worried about the Arizona defense they also created three turnovers last week um but i still got him as a mid quarterback too with with no upside i just feel like he's gonna be right there in the quarterback two rank because he, he gonna have to throw the ball and they go out to score to keep up so i just uh, I, you're safe with uh kurt as a quarterback two and um super flex leagues cook he cooking start him up he got 27 total touches in week one dealing is a touchdown machine the story continues with him. So you fire Thielen up. Um, he's a high-end wide receiver, too, with wide receiver one upside because he gets a lot of end zone targets. Um, JJ is a must start. He had nine um, targets and almost had a touchdown, but he fell short a couple yards. No, he had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. They just didn't give it to him. Right. Reason. Right. And so – Cook end up getting his touchdown. Somebody to watch, especially in Dynasty. Um, KJ Osborne, he played 81% of the snaps with nine targets. The team are running more with three wide receiver sets over double tight ends at the moment. And Osborne, so Osborne is a player to monitor. He's uh, free off waivers. He's probably kind of late. But, um, yeah, he's something to monitor. Uh, he got nine targets last week. Y'all, what y'all think about KJ? Yeah, I think I need to. I need to see it. Definitely want to. You definitely want to grab him in dynasty and deeper redraft leagues. Um, but I do need to see it again before I'm like comfortable um, putting him in my lineup. They are four and a half point underdogs, which I think is a mistake. I don't think uh, Minnesota should be getting four and a half points. I think that might. I got be like three. A I got three. That's three and a half. As of see, today. it got already got better down. It already yeah. got better. I knew the sharp people would be taking Minnesota in them points, but. Um, if they're if they're trailing all game and throwing and KJ still that involved, then yeah, I think he's gonna be legit. Um, but maybe like in DFS this this uh, week, yeah. but definitely want to have him rostered. Definitely rostered. He had to earn his way into the lineup. Let him do it one more time. If he can do it uh, once, he can do it twice. He's a uh, what song is that? I am the magic. Yeah. I know I can hear once. Yeah, that's the same. For sure, man. <laughs> but a game, a game that we need to be betting down because I feel like this over under is also. But we was done, right? You was done. Yeah. Uh, so a game that should be betted down that is just outrageously betted over right now is the Atlanta at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The twelve and a half point over under. I mean, the twelve and a half point spread with a fifty-two point over under. There's no way the spread could be fifty-two, and you think the Falcons are going to lose by twelve and a half points? That is wild. I don't see the Falcons so offense so coming out think? there. You think it's gonna be an under? 
took an under. No, I think I think we're gonna score the. I think we're gonna if Dallas can come out there and do what they did. I feel like Matt the the Falcons have the offense. It's not like we don't have the high power offense to do it. I just think you know what I'm saying we didn't play any preseason. That was the first time our offensive line played together the whole season, the whole time. I just feel like you know we have the opportunity. Mm. To put up we points. Do, I man. think Matt Ryan puts up some points. I, I ain't try. I need to see it on my bench if I have Matt Ryan. I'm not trusting him, man. It's, and like you said, it ain't because of him. Like they were. Uh, they, Mitchell, uh, we need 55 yards at least a touch. Oh, the all, yeah. Oh, shit. Go ahead, yeah, go the, ahead. the O-line, the O-line had the worst pass blocking efficiency according to PFF, and he wasn't like responsible for any of his like um QB hits or anything like that. So I mean, it, and he was rushing out there too. So Matt, I'm not really like saying Matt's sorry or anything, bro, but it's just mm-hmm. he's not gonna be able to give you nothing with his legs consistent consistently like that. So I'm sitting Matt Ryan, bro. Um, especially against this defense, bro. Like they can get to the quarterback. That is a recipe for disaster. A great rush defense, a uh, great yeah. defense that can get to the quarterback, plus a, one of the worst all lines in the league, bro. Like I can see why it's the spread is like that, bro. So definitely not starting Matt I, Ryan. He's a sit for me, man. Yeah, I just you, think that's too high. No, I, I'll sit in Matt Ryan. I'm sitting Matt Ryan. Uh, for, yeah, but we just okay. So let's get let's let's put a couple names out there. Uh, Tua or Matt Ryan? Uh, Tua. Ben Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan? Uh, Big Ben. And Teddy Bridgewater or Matt Ryan? Teddy. Teddy. I think Teddy has a really good matchup this week. Yeah, I do like Teddy too. Yeah, I, I like. I, I just don't I, think any of those guys are gonna get you six points like Matt Ryan is very well possible. Like, yeah, that shit is fucking gross. Yeah, I'm pivoting Matt Ryan. I'm going. I got Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins in the league, and I'm going Kirk. I ain't trusting Matt right now. Uh, Jacobs hurt. To, who would you replace, boys? Jacobs hurt. Who would you replace him with in your lineup? Mooney, Pascal, uh, Cooks, and a tight end premium. You know, I I like I like Pascal. You know, I'm I was on Pascal train before. I feel like he just he is the wide receiver one out there. I think he showed that, and um, and he has the touchdown upside. And I think the the over under is high higher in that game also. Mooney, Mooney go, is I would go is cool, uh, but I, I like Pascal though. I think Cook is the safest, and I feel like Mooney got the most upside. Yeah, I would go Cook, especially in tight end premium. He got nine targets last week, mm-hmm. um, so he was just as involved as involved as these wideouts out there. So um, definitely like Cook this week is so gross to be saying that. I feel like like it's crazy he's still around, but. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my preferred option there. Right, somebody, somebody tell Gabe. Ain't no, we 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 got a we got a uh, a CD Lamb. Out Hell no, nah. not a fantasy. We got Calvin Ridley. Right, we got Calvin Ridley. We got Pitts. and we got Cal Pitts. Like, stop playing with him. Anyway, man. Uh, <laughs> to the running backs, you already talked about Mike Davis. Um, I think somebody that if he is still on y'all waiver wire, uh, Cordell Patterson. I feel like he looked explosive as a running back last week. So if he's still out there, I feel like mm-hmm. it, eventually when that Mike Davis train uh, runs out of fire, like I think it will, uh, he should be there to pick up uh, some steam from And he uh, has wide receiver capabilities. Uh, so that's just one of my little tidbits. Uh, Calvin Ridley, man, he had a disappointing week one. How do you feel about Calvin Ridley going up against this uh, Bucks defense? She just got thrown out there. Not worried. Yeah, not worried about Calvin Ridley, bro. Um, and then – Mari Cooper and 
uh, CD pretty much had their way with him, especially Cooper Brown. He's like a route runner out there. I think one of their corner cornerbacks got hurt. How'd you about to say? Week, yeah. so. And they still yeah, secondary so I, battling injuries everywhere. Yeah, you start Calvin really each and every week. Um, another start I got is Kyle Pitts. Uh, love him this week. He didn't do anything special, but he was tied for really with the team lead in targets with uh, 27 or target share with 27%. Lined up in the slot on 51% of his snaps and out wide on 27%. So uh, he pretty much just confirmed what a lot of people were saying this offseason. He's the wide receiver, too, on his team. Tampa Bay does have a great defense, but one spot you can beat him at is tight ends. Gabe did point that out last week. Props to you for that. Um, they gave up nine yeah. catches uh, for 65 yards to Schultz and Jarwin combined. So, I mean, Pitts is, is better than both of those guys combined. So I think with them being such heavy underdogs and a high total, Pitts is a great start this week. Um, I had the right Tampa idea. Bay, just wrong name. Yeah, wrong person. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay wide receivers. I'm starting all of these guys again, and I surprisingly will go. I'm still going Godwin Evans. We're not still because last week it was different, but this week I'm going Godwin's Evans and AB. So Evans was matched up with Diggs last week, and it was no reason for Brady to force him the ball last week. So, um, so many other weapons out there. He was still second on the team in routes run. And his matchup gets way easier this week with uh, against Moreau and Terrell, with both of them allowing a 75% catch rate. Now, Brown was third in routes, but he was targeted on 19% of those routes. So I don't think he's just – he's just not going to see the field as much as Evan and Godwin. So you're kind of playing with fire if you're um, not seeing the field like that. So I still think – I still like him this week, but I will rank him last out of the three. Um, so, yeah. Start him up for me. Um, yeah, I'm start them all, but I'm just ranking mm-hmm. ranking the three how I see fit. Um, so sits we already talked about Matt Ryan, uh, Tampa Bay running backs, gross. Um, sitting all of them. If I had to choose one, it would be Fournette. Uh, Arian said Rojo is going to get the start this week, but I'm pretty sure he had like his fingers crossed behind his back or some shit. Because I think they had a tweet that came out that said it said Rojo's go start, Linda Fournette's go start, uh, Gio. Yeah, Bernard, he said Gio they're all starting running backs, bro. Like, get the I fuck did out see of it, bro. I, I did God, see bro. bro I, I hate Bruce Arias so much, bro. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's no way you can feel comfortable starting Rojo. Like, his leash is so short. So, like, anything he does wrong, he's gonna get benched for the game. And it's crazy, like, when that happened last week, bro, every single person knew what was about to happen, and it happened. It's Stupid. easy to predict. Right? No, don't, y'all don't said start him. I said I said don't start him. How y'all feel I about? Said, I um, said take your pick. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't fumble, then he's he gets he gets good work. But I mean, if he fumbles, bro, you're you're playing with fire right there. But that, what that said, bro? If, if, if Evans has another bad game, uh, do you um, do you get worried? Gabe putting it out there for two seconds. <laughs> Ain't no speed. Nah, I can read. I think, you don't I need to read. You, I just think you need to uh, just monitor, like, the matchups, man. You got to look closer to the matchup. We mentioned this uh, on our last show. Like, with so many options out there, it's just no reason for them to force feed anybody in a tough matchup. So, if, like, I feel like matchup is only a part of the equation. But in this situation, it might be more of the equation because they have so many options. So, this week, man, if he struggles this week, I guess we should worry, though, because he has a really good matchup. But I'd be I, worried. I think Evans is going to be fine. I'm worried. I, I don't think he got any uh, end zone targets last week. So, and that's why he flourished last year. He got a lot of slants, touchdown at the one, two yard line. So, um, if I don't see any of that going on in this game, I'll be kind of worried if he, if he's not going to be, you know, 
want, uh, he's not going to be called for a play to get his man-to-man matchup in the red zone. Then I started to worry a little bit. That's what I'm watching for. Breaking news, Peyton Barber will be the lead back uh, with Jacobs out, according to Sleeper. Shut the fuck. Oh, my, bro. That is so gross, bro. I swear, man. That is so gross. I bet you he's still no somebody gonna pick him up. Somebody's gonna pick him up, but that's gross, bro. That's like a laugh. I'm never t- like, yeah. guess. Don't do it. I'm starting Ken Drake over that every day. Um Russell Gage, man. Talk about Russell Gage. Uh he he hurt he if I told y'all all offseason start Russell Gage and he went out there and started in week one and he he did what he did. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? That's my bad. Apparently, Russell Gage. Uh, apparently, it was like Matt Ryan forgot any other person existed, like besides Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. So I guess maybe you know, sit Russell Gage until he shows you otherwise. My bad. Yeah, bro. It's just I've just never been a really big believer in him, bro. Just because I feel like he's just like a, a average player. He was I believe in the target last year. Yeah, but that's what that's what he needed, bro. So if he doesn't get the volume, bro, then it's, it's, he's droppable almost. So. Um, yeah, so uh, Gronk, of course, you're starting him also, man. He has a beautiful matchup this week. Um, he also, uh, I think he was targeting on like 25% of his routes last week, and he's going against Deion Jones, who was graded out as a 49 last week, another uh linebacker that gave up a 100% catch rate. So, um, I think he's going to be fed again this week, and uh, he's a, he's a great play this week. And that's all I have for that game. Uh, Falcons he, will beat the spread. Uh, they will beat the spread. spread. You think they'll beat sure. Tampa? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Baby I think step, our first. I think step, our okay. first win will come against the Giants. You know what I'm saying? The Falcons have started off slow traditionally, so it's all good. Anyway, but and we have beaten Tampa Bay as when they didn't have Tom Brady, so we might just right, tap that right, game right, 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 right. That's one important player when they didn't have Tom. Uh, exactly. Really, I mean, it's just like a goat. Like, who, no big deal. Right, he plays till fifty. <laughs> bro, that would be so crazy. Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, yeah, three and a half point favorites. The Chargers are uh, over under fifty five points. That is going to be a high-score game. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, when you see over-unders like that, it's pretty much start them all up. Um, yes, bro. Justin Herbert, 47 attempts, uh, over 300 yards, threw for a touchdown and an interception, only had seven, only finished 17th amongst quarterbacks. Um, he had the fifth lowest time to throw in the pocket last week, so that is something um, to be on the look. He, he played against the Washington uh, football team, so they have one of the best pass rushers. Uh, Dallas did almost put up 400 yards, um, almost gave up 400 yards last week, so I do think Justin Herbert will join that party. I think you can feel comfortable starting him this week. Austin Eckler with 15 carries, 57 uh, yards, and a touchdown. No targets uh, by the PPR King. I wonder what he said about himself on the show. Like when you like when you don't do good, do you like talk about yourself? Because you didn't get no oh, targets last yeah. week. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, the touchdown did save his week though. Uh, Dallas gave up 46 yards off 13 carries to the running backs and allowed 10 targets uh, with seven receptions to the running backs last week. Um, so I feel like. Th- Austin Eckler's, of course, a smash play. Uh, he did play most of his um, half, almost half of his snaps with eight man front. So that is something 
to like, you know what I'm saying? That could have swayed his his stats a little bit. Uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, the target monsters, 13 targets for one, 12 for the other. Uh, Mike Will has finally made it, man. I think you can feel comfortable rolling him out hey. there. Uh, Jordan Lewis has one of the um, – uh, Keenan Allen has one of the best <laughs> matchups against Jordan. Jordan Lewis with a 30 uh graded 35, a 95th cornerback, according to PFF, um, out of a hundred. Uh he gave up 69 yards and a touchdown last week. Um Mike Davis probably has the, the tougher of the matchups, but Brown, one of the Mike outside corner. That's what I said. What I say? Mike Davis. Mike Davis. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Brown target Brown was targeted as a as a cornerback though. He gave up nine receptions, 134 yards in a touchdown. So I think both of them will have pretty good games. Uh Jared Cook, I do like the matchup with Jared Cook. Uh he had eight targets last week, tied for fifth most amongst tight ends. He'll see Michael Parson, uh, who was 53rd linebacker in coverage amongst 100, according to PFF. He gave up five catches and 41 yards. So I think do think you can feel comfortable streaming him in a in a tight end landscape that we're in. On the other side of the ball, we got my boy Dak, of course, threw the ball 58 times for 400 yards, three touchdowns. I think you can always feel comfortable starting that, man. Um, 13 touches, 39 yards for Zeke last week. That was pretty dis- uh, pretty disgusting, especially with all the attempts that um, Dak had last week. Uh, in two games last year, of course, he only played like four and a half, but in two games last year, was Zach, what Dak threw for over 57 times, uh, Zeke had Less than I think Zeke Zeke had around 13, 14 carries uh, in both games. In games where he threw under 57 yards, he uh, he had 22 carries. Uh, so of course, you know, with the ball being thrown 57 times, it's not going to be a lot of running going on. I think he did his job what he was supposed to do last week. Well, one thing that is alarming though in those matchups where uh, Dak did throw the ball 57 plus times, he did give uh, Zeke eight targets, at least eight targets in both of those weeks. And so that Zeke only got, I think he had like three targets. So that's something to be um, on the lookout for. But at least Tony Pollard didn't get him. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he was getting Tony Pollard. Tony by. Pollard got four targets. Zeke got like three. I'm saying like, he well, I two. guess he split. Oh, damn. Yeah. He got two. Well, maybe it is then. Uh, but I still yeah, think well, you well, feel. Just, but Zeke yeah. Zeke played most of his Zeke played as a uh, as a running back. He was ranked number one with uh, eight man boxes last week. He played fifty four percent of his uh, snaps with eight men in the box. So it's never going to be an easy time to run, especially against that Tampa Bay uh, defense. So I think we also need to put that into um, perspective that he did play against one of the the best rush defenses in the league. Uh, the Chargers did give up one hundred and twenty six rushing yards. So I do think this would be a good week for him to bounce back. Now, if he don't do it this week, now we're gonna have to start talk about just like we had to start talking about mike davis and stuff like that um mm-hmm. how do you feel about zeke yeah i like you starting about where you had him last week he had a tough matchup just gotta roll him out there and see what you can get the bucks yep, 31 uh, to the yeah, falcon that, that, 17 that's, that's, that's about right <laughs> that's about right can we stop bro we're not even talking about that game no more uh, no bro you put it up <laughs> but uh but so so yeah i think you have to roll zeke out there you just gotta let you know what i'm saying let let the dogs lie yeah. where they are no uh amari cooper and cd lamb uh 16 targets for one 15 for the other 
their machines. Uh, Los already mentioned it about the tight ends. They had 10 targets all together. Schultz did get six of them, caught all six for 45 yards. Uh, Jarwin got the other four. Uh, the Chargers only gave up – they did give up a touchdown and three targets to the tight end position last week. Uh, but that was with Hensky coming in – I mean, Heineken coming in uh, like halfway through the game. I do know his name, not Heineken, but that's what I like to call him. Uh, yeah. ha- coming through the game. So I do think you can feel comfortable if you wanted to start one of the tight ends. I do think uh, Schultz will be one of them just because that over I, over under is so high. And we already seen if Zach has to throw the ball, a lot of times he's going to uh, involve the tight ends. So if you don't have a tight end to throw, a tight end, I think you can feel uh, comfortable rolling Schultz out there. Yeah. I'm, I don't really. Uh, I don't really like it. I feel like pass on that matchup. If, if you're, Really struggling out there, maybe, but I think you can find a better tight end. It's touchdown or bust. So if you need to score a touchdown, he'll be a, a decent play for you. But you don't get Mike Jaseki, Mike Jaseki or Schultz, Schultz. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Seki, bro. Look how right. look how quick it is. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Gaseki, bro. Jonu Smith yeah, or Schultz. I mean, Jonu, Jonu, Jonu. I, so. uh, I think was banged up. You got to he battling him. Yeah. He should play. Yeah, you got to monitor. So Henry, if he sits, it's definitely Henry over Schultz. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's just man, that Cooper had a thirty-three percent target share. Lamb had a thirty-one percent target share. Like they are dominating the targets, bro. Right. So you need, but you need a touchdown from from whoever you Dalton Dalton Schultz or Jarvis. You're gonna have to have a touchdown. But I feel like it's that way about most tight ends. It's not like it's like tight end like that many tight ends in the league where you can just roll them out there like, oh, okay, even if you don't get a t- touchdown. Like, most touch, most tight ends right now are tight end dependent. But but they, yeah, they yeah. get most of the work from a position on the team where not sharing and splitting 10 exactly, targets. Exactly. But even even with splitting targets, Schultz had six, and I think he was, like, still top 10 in, amongst targets with t- uh, tight ends. Like most tight ends is getting like four targets max, you know what I'm saying? So even with him getting six targets, I feel like you have to like think about. You just playing in a lot on those six targets. I just feel like, but but he did it last year. I mean, this is not the first time he's had like targets. You know what I'm saying? They they're going to target the tight end in this offense, but they've showed us that. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna leave waivers. I'm gonna keep my down waivers. I feel like you, you got somebody better on your team already. I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for that game. On to the next game, we got Tennessee six and uh at the six and a half point favorite Seahawks or the over under 53 and a half points. Uh Derrick Henry touched the ball 20 times last week for 76 yards. Um, I think he got in the red zone, red zone, two red zone carries and didn't produce anything from him. How do you feel about Derrick Henry going forward? Uh, you know, you starting him up. Uh he's a he's a stud. Just let me expectations they held uh Jonathan Taylor took three yards per carry last week, and the Titans O-line hasn't looked good to start the year. So um, that's why I went there with Derrick Henry. Just got to roll him out there and uh, see what you can do. We already knew he was basically game script dependent. So as long as the Titans don't fall behind in this one, uh, you should be good with Derrick Henry. I didn't know he was game script dependent, so don't say we. I didn't know that. I thought you know Derrick Henry was behind. You know they fall behind. They're not gonna just yeah. hand him the balls. <laughs> but I'm saying, but they normally, but they normally give it. But he, I think we had like 17 rushes. That's not yeah, a lot. Usually, like, it's like it's like two. It's like two or three games every year where it, it just happens like that. So right. you just gotta live with those if you have Derrick. Yeah. 
Uh, Ryan Tannehill, though, um, he was sacked six times last week, and he could be in trouble again this week. Last year, Tannehill threw the ball on play action 36% of the time, and that was the main reason he was so efficient on limited uh, uh, throws. And week one, he threw the ball on play action only on 12%. So this is uh, something to monitor, monitor and is alarming. I feel safe as a quarterback, too but I'm not starting him until further notice. The O-line looked like they were in trouble, and I, I mentioned they're not throwing off a of play action right now. So uh, I'm pretty much worried about Tannehill right right now. Um, you guys feel the same? That That's the key, bro. They, they Play action was non-existent for them last week, and that was like their bread and butter with Arthur Smith back there. So mm-hmm. I hope this is not a new trend for them, bro, because they will struggle if they don't. Um, have, don't make sense and play action in that, bro. Like that's 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 huge, man. Especially for a team like this, man. So, um, yeah, that's that's gonna be the key, man. Seeing if they, you know, do more play action I think, plays. Next I week. think so. it's kind of telling that that the Vegas thinks Seattle is gonna win by six and a half. Also, so I think Seattle's yeah. gonna be in the position to run the ball down their throat. So that's that's what I see out of that. So I don't know. Tannehill or at. Tannehill or um Vikings? Tannehill or Cousins? Huh? I mean, Tannehill or Kirk Cousins. I said Vikings. <laughs> I like I'm Kirk going Cousins. Tannehill. I'm just not it's one game, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like just 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 bury him because of that. Like if he does it again, then yeah, I'm I'm looking for other options, but just they gotta know that this is how they had so much success last year was that play action, bro. So if they just do away with it this year, then yeah, he's uh I'll I'll bench him then, but I'm still, I'm not burying him. I'm not burying him, but I do think uh, Cousins has a little bit of a better matchup. That's a Teddy Hill or Teddy Bridge. Tanny. Teddy Teddy You said Tanny or Teddy? Tanny Hill. Uh, Okay, okay. All right. Uh, uh, the wide receivers on the team, though the Colts with the limited receiving options, were able to find some sort of success. The secondary didn't post good numbers and coverage. Overall, last week, the Seahawks secondary, it is. A.J. Brown always seems to find the end zone, so he's a must-start as a stud. Julio is a must-start for one more game just to see if, if uh, this team can get it together. The, the O-line pass block was not going well last week, so they couldn't find Julio down the field. And um, both defenses in this game would not be playing well, so this could be a high-scoring game. So this is why I, I say you you got to start Julio somewhere on your team. Uh, he should get the targets, and both of these team secondaries are not playing well. It just sucks when you leave Matt Ryan, right? <laughs> Los is you, muted. He's talking this whole time. He's laughing over there. He got a good joke. Right. You're talking to your. He got a good joke too, and he. But no, nah, I was saying he looked bad last week, bro, Julio. Yeah. But like, uh, like Galladay, he didn't have no preseason. Like the chemistry is probably not there with him. So, yeah, he's like a low end wide receiver too until he gets. Hey, speed. hey, hey! Newsflash, everybody! I don't know if y'all know this, but Julio don't like to fucking practice, and that's not changing as he gets older. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Hell> yeah, <laughs> he's been with this not <laughs> practicing. So, 
Yeah, he been with that, and y'all y'all sitting there acting brand new now that he get there. Like, oh man, we don't have a connection. Yeah, he been with Matt Ryan for <laughs> ten plus years. He Matt Ryan knows exactly where he gonna be at. They don't need practice. You need to practice with your new teammates, Julio. Come on, don't be like that. You stupid. You stupid. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the ball, we got Russell Wilson. He's a must start against a shaking secondary, as I mentioned earlier. Chris Carson is a must start against a the defense. They gave up the ninth most rushing yards in Week One, so he's running back to with the upside. Uh, Lockett and Metcalf a must start against a shaky secondary. I keep to mention it. DK it, it should be back in that wide receiver one range with Lockett wide receiver two with the upside. Um, Jail Everett um, is not a start. We additionally saw one more target than Everett. That's alarming. So I'm sitting. I'm sitting both until further notice. And that's uh, pretty much what I got on that game. Yeah, man. Everett then he he he, he kind of. Fanned away, you know, if you will. Yeah, right. he saved you. He saved you with that touchdown last week. Yeah. Did um, Lockett? How many targets did Lockett have? Did he only have five targets? He was a very he efficient amount of targets. I feel like if he had five targets, he scored on all of them. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five yards per catch. Easy, bro. On five. I targets. thought he had way more than that, bro. <laughs> But yeah, like yeah, you said, that, that like connection with Russell is just is just so magical, bro. Like it's just the way, bro. He just tosses that bitch up, bro, and it literally like it's like he's just throwing it straight in the air sometimes, bro, and it just lands. It just finds Lockett. It just but, finds but, it, bro. But that's how magical it is, though. We did see last year. You know what I'm saying? After he had that stupid game where he had like what? What was it? Like something crazy, like three touchdowns or something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> Two hundred yards. Yeah, something crazy. And then he went on a shriek of, like, not scoring over 10 points. Let me see. From yeah. that game where he scored 45 points that game, uh, in week seven, he didn't score over 10 points until week 11, and that was the last time until week 17. So that is just something to be on the lookout for. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I want to say that it was pretty much flipped for uh, Seattle. Like, they ran a lot more play action in week one, and last mm-hmm. year they didn't. That's when they started struggling. They they stopped. They went away from the play action like that. So if they continue to use that play action, then I, I think he'll be more consistent. Him and Metcalf, because you remember Metcalf fell off down the stretch too. So right. I yeah. think they'll be both be more consistent this year as long as they keep that play action in their arsenal. Well, hopefully just they just they let Russ cook for the whole season and don't do no crazy stuff. Please, please. You got is it? He does it? Mm-hmm. I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. Been in the man another Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night football. Uh, three and a half point favorite uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens should be one of the best games of the week. Over under 54 and a half points. Um, start everybody. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, uh, CEH though, one person I did want to ask you about CEH has 17 touches, um, for 72 yards, hasn't seen the end zone since week 11 last year. Um, is that alarming? Um, it, it is a little alarming, but it is like, like with Najee Harris, he saw all but one carry and he was the only running back to be targeted. So as long as he maintains that usage, I think he's a solid RB2 with that weekly 12 top 12 upside because if he does score a touchdown or when he scores a touchdown, then he, he has that ceiling. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not worried too much yet, but you know, just something to keep in mind. So yeah, he's a star for me. The, the problem uh, could be, he doesn't get too much work in the, in the, in the red zone, but 
I don't think anybody got any like they just I don't they just, yeah they just didn't run the ball like that in the end zone. So, um, we'll we'll see. It's one game, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. Of course, you're starting all the the must starts, the Tyreeks, the Mahomes, the Kelseys. Um, I don't think I'm starting anybody else from the Chiefs. Um, on the Ravens, of course, you're starting Lamar Jackson. Running back wise, Tyson Williams. He saw 13 opportunities in his first regular season game as a pro. Uh, and he looked apart for sure. He he had he showed great burst, bro. Um, Murray did get one more carry than him, but we knew it would be some type of committee situation there. So I'm not too worried about that. Tyson was dirty yards at the contact, second in avoided um, tackles per attempt, and second in breakaway percentage. He also saw four targets, which has only been done by Ravens running back four times in the last three years. So I think he's a back end RB two for now, but could easily see him like as like a top fifteen play every week as the season goes on and he starts getting more comfortable in that starting role and they you know start trusting him a little bit more. So um, definitely like him this week in this high scoring game though. Um, Latavius Murray, I mentioned him already. I think he's a fringe play um, if you need running back help or you just need like a flex option because he saw 10 rushes, and that was his first game. Like, he like he probably had, like, one or two practices with the team, and he saw 10 mm-hmm. rushes. So that is great news if you have Latavius Murray. He's definitely going to be involved. So like him as, a like, a flex play this week. Um, on to the receivers, Marquise Brown. He ran the second most routes behind Sammy Watkins, had a 23% target share, and he showed us a glimpse of what, he, what we thought he could be. Um, so I think he'll see a combo of Ward and Sneed. Ward was graded as a 47 last week, Sneed 55. So I, th- I think I'm fine starting him as a wide receiver three slash flex in this potential shootout. Feel the same exact way for Watkins. Um, he looked good first game as a Raven. He ran the most routes and he led the team in yards and saw 31% of the team's targets. <coughs> he does have a slight, slightly tougher matchup against Hughes, um, but he should be wide receiver three flex viable this week as long as, as, long as he continues to stay in that six to eight target range. And he, we had the revenge game narrative with Sammy Watkins. So hopefully uh, they get him, they get him, um, you know, going in, in this game. Now, now don't victory lap too much yet, Gabe, because you know it's Sammy Watkins we're talking about. So be careful. Uh, I just was gonna let you know that that was a fake cough. It wasn't like a real cough. That was me. Like, I know. Oh, you know, we, we know. Caught right? I just want to let you know. <laughs> Sammy Watkins, bro. <laughs> be careful, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. All I said was he's gonna lead the wide receiver targets. Going for Dalton Schultz, boy. All right, now don't be. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Dalton Schultz. Shows- but nah, but nah, if, he, if he stays healthy, bro, and he, and he continues to lead the team in targets, um, I, I do like Sammy Watkins. He, I mean, the talent has never really been an issue for him. It's been injuries. Exactly. So I, do, I do like uh, Sammy Watkins as long as he stays healthy. Mark Andrews, man, um, he saw five targets last week and only uh, was only targeting on 11% of his uh, routes ran. So that was kind of a concern. Um, but we do have to remember it was just one game, and I'm not drawing – conclusions just yet i'm still starting him as like a top six tight end and he does get a great get uh matchup against hitchens who was great i was a 28 uh according to pff's last week that's horrible and he allowed yeah. a catch rate so if he continues to struggle like this in this high scoring game potential shootout then it might be time to worry bro because if, if Watkins is going to be this involved and marquise is looking better like Already, like, first game, he's looking good. And then you got Rashad Bateman coming back. Like, they have more targets out there than just Andrews now. So, 
Mm -hmm. um, definitely something to monitor, but I'm not um, throwing in a towel on him or anything yet. I can dig it. That's, uh, I <clears throat> That's it. I'm working with it. Um, are you ready for some football? A Monday hey. night party. Yeah. Uh, Detroit at the 12. It's 12 and a half points. Is that not absurd? Uh, 12 and a half points, uh, 12 and a half point over under, not over under, but spread. I'm not like a big better, so it's like, like a regular thing. Like people be betting like 12 and a half point favorites. I know in college, that's usually like a, that's usually a red flag. Like you, you don't usually lay that many points. Like I feel like if you're betting on that game, you're gonna take that many points because it's, it's yeah, the NFL, sure. bro. Like it's these are professionals out there. Like and Detroit mm -hmm. was heavy underdogs last week against San Fran, and they made that shit a game. So that uh, like, is definitely was, interesting <laughs> to see, bro. A 48 and a half point over under and um Detroit didn't look bad. Um they had two running back ones uh on the week last week, uh both four and five respectively, 19 touches for 105 yards in a touchdown, 17, 110 in a touchdown. Um, so they look good out there. Swift saw eight month eight man fronts 36% of the time. Uh Williams was the eighth most elusive running back, and Swift led the league in breakaway percentages um week one. Green Bay gave up 133 yards on the ground and a reception touchdown to the running backs. Uh, of course, that was Alvin Kamara, but I, I feel like these running backs are not Alvin Kamara level, but they're, you know, running back ones. Uh, well, one is, the other one. But shit, that was, you know what? Let me talk about it. So I fucking benched DeAndre Swift everywhere because of that report came out uh, three minutes before kickoff because I just didn't want to take a zero. But I ended up taking a zero because I put Russell Gage in. So hey, don't um tweak your lineups. <laughs> hey, don't tweak your lineups before the game, man. Just let it roll, bro. Just let Yo, it that, roll. that is hilarious. You benched up for fear of getting a zero. You still got a zero, bro. That's so ironic, bro. Swift saw the most targets as the, but he will never not see my lineup again. Swift saw the most targets out of the running backs week one. Uh, that's including CMC. Um, he was the most targeted person on the team, including wide receivers that wasn't named TJ Hawkinson. So I think it might be RB one season for DeAndre Swift. I think that that upside he has, he could be RB one on the year. You know what I mean? It's finally it's crazy what might, volume could do to you, right? Well, yeah. I was so worried about DeAndre Swift in the offseason, bro. The team sucks. He's not gonna be a scoring opportunity. Like, bro, volume heals all, bro. Like, they have nobody else out here, bro, except Hawkinson, bro. We, we yeah. knew that he was gonna be the second guy out there, bro. And Williams, I feel like Williams is a is a every week flex play. Also, if he's gonna have that that much volume, like seventeen touches at the running back position, and he's getting targeted out the backfield, I like him. Um, Jared Goff didn't look bad. Um, he threw the ball fifty seven times, three hundred and thirty eight yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. Finished eighth on the week. Um, the Packers did allow the second most fantasy uh, points to the quarterback last week. Um, but that was with Jameis Winston only throwing 151 yards. He had five touchdowns, so I don't see that happening again. Um, I do think the Packers do have a good defense, but I think he might be streamable enough. I don't because I don't see this uh, 12 and a half point being covered. I mean, uh, Green Bay covering that. So I think Jared Goff has showed if he has to throw the ball, which he did 57 times, he will. And I feel like that got him uh, at least uh, QB1. So you have to feel comfortable rolling him out there, especially if you have nothing else. Uh, none of the wide receivers, TJ Hawkinson, 11th, 11 targets, second among tight ends, caught eight of them for 97 yards and a touchdown. Uh, has a great matchup against Chris Barnes, who allowed two touchdowns and 39 yards last week. I feel like uh, 
that's pretty much all I want from the um, Lions. Do you feel like do, would you start um, Jared Goff? Do you feel comfortable starting Jared Goff? Not just yet. Uh, not just yet. Yeah, I don't. Feel, I don't feel comfortable starting them at all. But um, I would oh, like in the super flex if I had no other options. Yeah. I still think he'll be better than like a skill player there. But yeah, yeah for sure. I see him more consistently. We we seen we seen him have like you know those spike weeks before. So him or Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm gonna Matt Ryan, bro. What up, bro? Yeah, I just go with Matt Ryan, bro. What up, Mark? Yeah, you like, I got uh, Matt Ryan there too. I'm I'm holding my nose and picking Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm always gonna go Matt Ryan. Um, on the other side of the ball, <laughs> on the other side of the ball, we got um Aaron Rodgers, who probably had the worst game of his whole career, probably like including like little league. And all of that, you know what I mean? Like, I imagine having Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan as your two quarterbacks in Superflex. Because that's me. You said Aaron Rodgers and who? Matt Man. Ryan. Last oh, shit. Yeah. You had a horrible week, boy. Where were you at? Bro, and this, this is on a team where I have Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Tyson Williams. And I got my ass kicked. Where? Where? It's uh one of these dynasty leagues I'm in, the hot box league, I think it's like a chalk league or something. It's crazy. Like that's that shows you how important that is. Um oh man, I didn't mean to do that. So we got CEH, uh Antonio Brown, Jamar Chase need one wide receiver and one flex. Oh, I'm going A B and I guess CEH. Just I said I start starting everybody, so yeah. Even though I think Jamar Chase will be a good play also, especially with him showing that mm-hmm. he can catch the ball. But I think I'm always trying to start a running back in my flicks if if I can. And I like Antonio Brown's matchup more than I like Jamar Chase. I think I agree with you. I'll go CH. Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's, Brown. That's a, that's a great problem to have right there, though, bro. Right. Yeah. Brown, Brown against the Falcons for sure. And CH getting all the work. He should find the end zone soon. Yep. I like it. um it's really hard to like uh talk about the matchup last week with the Packers because it was just so horrible all around. Um Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones only had five rushes. Like I don't think that's ever gonna happen again. Uh we saw D- uh D- Devontae Adams have some nasty game. So let's just throw all that away. And this is the Packers week one. He came out, he came out there and told y'all like, like <laughs> it's just week one, relax. He already told y'all relax, you know, and you don't y'all see what happened after he said relax. So I do think this would be a good day to fire him up. Um pretty much anybody that you were starting last week, I feel like you can feel comfortable starting him this week. Um, especially uh with uh, the Lions, Aaron Rodgers hasn't scored um under 20 points only one time playing the Lions in the last three years, or two times in the last three years. So I feel like everything is going to get back to motion. This is a great game to for them to the Packers to play. It's one of their rivals in there, I think. Uh, only person I would feel not comfortable is Tunyon. Maybe Tunyon. I would, like, pump my brakes on Tunyon if I if I could. But, like, does yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams roll them out there? Nobody else, because that's all you yeah, really think about. He, um, the, the Lions made – Jimmy G looked like a really, really good quarterback last week. So sure. I, I think with this being a rival game and the history that he's, you know, he's had with playing against Detroit, Aaron Rodgers should have a great bounce back game. Um, one other name I wanted to mention uh, was MVS, bro. Like he he got glowing reports this offseason. 
like saying he, he took that step forward and then he came out in week one and uh had eight targets 24 percent market sh- uh target market share or target percentage i'm tripping um so i mean maybe maybe dfs I, I, that's just one other one of those players where i need to see it consistently like can't put too much stock into week one but i do think it's a little bit of fire there because with them the, the positive reports and then him like having that many targets it's, it's pretty good man so um, definitely want to monitor that. Maybe pick him up, see what he does this week, and um, you know, go from there. Uh, Gaskins, Brown. I'm ass- I'm assuming that's AB and Galladay for Ridley for sure. Uh, Even re- uh, <laughs> yeah. If if two of those people on your bench, yeah. Well, but if you got if you got all those guys in your star lineup, it's gonna be kind of hard who you replace. Give me the with. best player. Give me the best player in the deal. And I'll figure this out. And even if you, even if that's like two of those is a starter, man, like the replacement level plus Ridley is, I feel like, uh, still puts you over the top. So I'm doing that trade any day. Also, can yeah, I have your, can I have your league next year? Like, do you see, you see who he had? <laughs> who he was thinking about starting, and then like he's about to trade for Ridley, bro. Like, sheesh, 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 sheesh. Uh, but um, if y'all, if that's it, that's the end of Monday night. Um. Uh, what do we do usually do at the end of the second games? I feel like we do something else. Mm, nope. You say you say know. bye and then you keep talking. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say bye. Yeah, then. I get up with y'all, but now next week uh, we're gonna do. No, 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 man. Good luck for everybody. Week two. Um, if you didn't hear your game, the game that you was looking for on this episode, make sure you go to the previous episode. Uh, because it's on that episode. And I'm going to stop talking because I already said bye. So, peace. (laughs) Yo, good luck.